You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. And with me, as we've kind of started doing on these Thursdays, is Brian McFadden of Legit Football to kind of broaden. We get this one episode a week to peek outside of the 49ers realm, but we're still going to bring it back to the 49ers. Brian, how are you, sir? Thank you for joining us again. John, I'm awesome, and I'm happy to be like your liaison to the greater NFL. <laughs> I know that you, uh, you know, you Bay faithful, and someone who lives in the Bay Area myself, you get tied up in the Niners. I don't blame you for that, but it's nice to know what's going on outside of not just the NFC West, but how about the rest of the divisions in the NFL, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. I love it, man. So here's what we got. The 49ers, you know, the, the entire NFC West, they are battling hard all year with probably one of the other toughest divisions in football, if not the toughest. I think it's the best division in football this year. I think the NFC West has had that trophy, but I don't think they do any more with Seattle plummeting, with Arizona, I think, taking some steps back. Who knows with Trey Lance? We all think he's going to be great, but still, there are question marks there. Then you look at the AFC West. Holy freaking cow. Wow. They have added... Everybody. <laughs> um, the only person that really left out of the AFC West was Tyreek Hill. Yep. Um, but outside of that, man, they have blown up. So here's what we want to do. Um, and also, I do want to say, you know, after we talk some AFC stuff, we're going to jump into a little bit of the Deshaun Watson thing, which actually, let's get that out of the way now, Brian, if you don't mind. Okay. Of course. Um, you know, the whole Deshaun Watson whatever you know before any of the allegations came out you know this was a guy that was very active in the community and you know doing so much for habitat for humanity it seemed to be kind of one of the golden children of the nfl 
And I had him as my second-ranked quarterback that year before he all this stuff came out and he decided I'm not going to play for the Texans, whatever else. I had Patrick Mahomes than him, one, two, like yeah. as far as like promising bright futures. But, man, it's gotten really, really bad. And so the trade took place, which, you know, I want to talk about that a little bit. But okay. now more allegations right. are coming out. Up to 24. So, yeah. yeah, up to 24 now, which is a lot. And people want to go back and talk about Ben Roethlisberger who had several sexual assault allegations. He had three. Um, right. And, you know, this is 24. This is a lot. And people want to say things like, oh, well, you know, he was not guilty, whatever else. No, no, no. They chose not to move forward. Doesn't mean he's innocent right. or anything. They just criminally. But I don't think the criminal charges are over. I really, really don't. And one one thing that uh, it's important to know on the criminal side is it, these kinds of cases are extremely difficult to prosecute criminally. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those crimes that there's just not a lot of evidence for. So simply because a grand jury decides not to move forward is by no means clearance of him being innocent. And I think when you get two dozen accusers on the civil side, it's kind of hard to say, oh, yeah, they're probably all lying. So Right. And so, like, here's where I want to direct this conversation. Sure. Is, one, now we have information that the Texans not only helped him do these things, they also helped him cover it up with putting NDAs in his locker, yep. Yep. giving him a space to do these terrible things. Mm -hmm. And now even the New York Times article, they put out screenshots of a lot of these text messages. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can just see this dude is a predatory monster yep. uh, using things like, oh, I want to support black business. Oh, I want to support your – and like, I mean, it's just predatory. So yeah. two things. The NFL does not care in the least about sexual assault. They don't care about women. It, it's if that if they did care, Daniel Snyder and Jerry Jones would not be owners of teams. Yeah. It's just not a priority for them. What they do care about is image and how bad they make the NFL look. The NFL is looking pretty bad right now, Brian. Mm -hmm. um, and Cleveland so Browns that, organization is also looking pretty bad. The Texans are looking pretty bad. Yeah. And and I think those two teams for sure, and they deserve everything that's coming their way. And I think it's going to be bad. But also the Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons. Arthur Blank has been one of my favorite owners in the NFL forever. The dude yeah. seems like he gets it. But, man, he spent so much capital in the community on this kid and lost it. You know, one of my favorite things of this whole entire thing was Matt Ryan was willing to renegotiate and give money back to the organization on a team friendly deal until they dipped their toes in the Deshaun Watson thing. And then he said, Nope, not rescheduling trade me or deal with the consequences. And so that's why they had to get rid of them for a third round pick. Um, but man, okay. So, so let's go to this because you know, not that it's important for the 49ers, but I think it is important for the 49ers. Do you think Deshaun Watson plays one snap this year? That's a really tough question. Based on NFL precedence, do I think he should play a snap this year? No, but it's so hard to imagine the NFL without an actual criminal uh, trial or case going forward for them to suspend him for an entire season. Do I think eight games is probably very, very realistic? I mean, if we're if we're if we're actually thinking of Vegas odds, right? And what we're putting yeah. money on eight games seems like the most likely. Is it out of the question because of how bad this is now getting? And now you know what? Here might be the kicker, John, is the fact that NFL teams are now on the docket. The Texans are actually going to be a named defendant in this. And that makes yes. things a little bit more squishy. So you think of Roger Goodell. And they Goodell, should be. And they, they should be. They should be. 
But if you yeah, think yeah. Roger Goodell's approach, just a little business approach, whether you agree with it or not, and for the record, I don't agree with a lot of the punishment. It doesn't make sense. A lot of the variance, you know, you you bet who who is it? Calvin Ridley, you know, bet on, on fifteen hundred dollars, right? And he's he's forget him. He's done for the year. Uh, this guy has you know two dozen allegations of, of sexual predatory uh, activity, and it's like okay, well, we haven't decided yet. Point being. It's one thing if it's just a player, but when a player gets one of your 32 franchises involved and they're on the suit, that could be the thing that leads to an entire year investigation. So my final answer is do I, I'm still leaning towards more like the 8 to 10 game range, but gotcha. I would not be surprised with the fact that the Texans are now on the, that, the actual suit if it ends up being a year just to protect its own identity for the NFL. Uh, What's up, Perk? Uh, Great fan of this guy. He says, no Mm. man, hell, he plays football this season. And that's the thing. You know, and I love this question from Coach Cruz. He says, how does it work out if there are clauses in the trade in Houston, all those things? So you can't undo draft picks. So I think the draft capital is there. However, if you can prove whether the Texans – you know, misled them or whatever else. I don't think that the trade draft capital changes because Cleveland's on the hook because they're idiots. We did our due diligence and their due diligence meant not talking to one person, not talking to the attorney, not talking to anybody. Like they talked to nobody. So there was no due diligence. They just talked to the agent and Deshaun Watson. So like, because they put that out there and said, Hey, we did our work. I, I think, you know, you just play that on court in a loop and, I don't think that the Texans will get anything, will give anything back to the Browns. But I do think that the Deshaun Watson contract could be somewhat revoked. That's exactly what what I was going to say. If there is any type of change or repercussion that could come, it would be in the contract side between Watson and the Browns, not in the compensation that was paid from the Browns to the Texans. Those draft picks are already used. You know, that's that signed, sealed, delivered. However, there is some language, and I did see Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk mentioning this. There is some language uh, that, like, if if it was not fair dealings, the contract negotiation between Watson and it, this 24th allegation in particular, because it seems Watson's camp didn't even know about this 24th one. Yeah. So if that's the kind of thing, and it's iffy, and we're not saying that's the case, but it could be a thread that if pulled enough, maybe if this gets, and, and let's say Watson gets, uh, you know, found uh, the jury finds in favor of these women and the NFL suspends for the year. Could Cleveland have a case to say, hey, you did not properly represent your situation here? That's what happened. We want to get out of it. That is that would be something to I would like yeah. to monitor and see where that goes. And you know, I, I love this, you know, and how I, I I dance between this line all the time because I'm a diehard fan. Like, yeah, I'm a content creator. I do the show. I do all this thing. I'm a diehard fan of the 49ers. My family are diehard fans. For Christmas, I get my boys jerseys. I get them everything. Like, I want them to be fans. I want to share in this experience. It means the world to me that we can support the 49ers brand and not worry about all this other stuff. Big Papa has this comment. Makes me proud to be a 49ers fan. And no players, um, we get to have great character. Remember back when everybody was like, man, trade for Deshaun Watson, trade for Deshaun Watson. Then all this stuff came out and it was like, no way in hell. Um, no. And it, it, it stinks that there are, you know, Carolina, Atlanta. Um, there are several other teams, I'm sure, that were involved in it as Miami, well. Bra- Miami. My Dolphins. I, I was on the record. I had a podcast at the time, an NFL podcast. Uh, I was very much against it. I did not want him 
on my team. I did not want to sully, and don't get me wrong, the Dolphins have sullied it in other ways with the the whole Brian Flores thing. Um, But yeah, it's nice to be a fan of an organization uh, like the 49ers that, at least at this moment, doesn't have any of that stuff to deal with and just at least seems to have more integrity than these other organizations. And and I'm not saying you need all choir boys. That's right. not what I'm saying. They're still human beings, right? But there's a difference between people who are humans and make mistakes here and there and and somebody who like you said is shown predatory uh, right. activity. And, yeah. <laughs> look at the Cowboys. I, I think it's 4 years in a row they have drafted at least two players with sexual assault charges yeah. on their record already. Jer- like, Jerry doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> anyway. Now, having said all those things, my good man Phil here. I love Phil. He's the best. If Watson's out, who's their quarterback? Because Baker, they dismissed Baker. Yep. Like they told him, don't come in. Baker's not going to be the quarterback there. He, yep. his personality, which yeah, they knew who Baker was beforehand. And so that's on them. I mean, he's going to throw a huge hissy fit everywhere he goes. I mean, he's basically a quarterback that's a Karen. That's just who he is. So, Brian, let's say, let's set up a hypothetical. And again, understand this. I'm not, we talk about the 40 hours. That's the show. I care way more about what's happened to the victims and all those things. Mm-hmm. That's way more important. Agreed. But us as a show, if Deshaun Watson's out for the year, let's just say, play that out. Baker Mayfield's not taking a snap there. I've been saying, I thought that this was the best fit for Jimmy Garoppolo from the start. Yeah. Do you think that they would maybe take I- a one year deal for Jimmy or? Well, I mean, why, uh, we talked about this a little bit on the Power Ranking show last week uh, because I was under the assumption, even before this latest set of allegations, that, that Watson is at least out for half the year, right? So I've got, you know, and Jacoby Brissett is not your, your full-time starter, so it makes sense to go after someone like Jimmy G. If there's any other quarterback, and I've, heard, I've seen a little bit of this out there, that maybe there could be some sort of swap between Sam Darnold and Mayfield, uh, where Darnold goes to Cleveland and Mayfield goes uh, back to Carolina, and they're kind of, they're actually making about the same amount of money and guaranteed anyway. Yeah. So it's almost like an even swap. Like Dan- Darnold didn't work in Carolina. They drafted Matt Corral, and hey, clearly Baker. I'm telling you right now, he's not, he's not playing a snap. He is not playing another snap. I don't care if they rework his contract and all that. He is a no. very proud guy, and they screwed him over royally. There's a reason he's uh, has already been out out of or mini camps that are coming up. Um, so it's I mean I can't think of any other names other than Jimmy and possibly that that's Sam Darnold swap. To me, Jimmy makes the most sense. You don't have to do some weird quarterback swap. We Jimmy's a much better quarterback than Darnold. Like that's clear. Yeah. So if and and the Browns, other than their quarterback mess, which is huge and could completely derail their season they have a very good roster they have is in a stacked afc they would probably still be top four as far as roster talent you put deshaun in there they might be top two so you have a team that can compete jimmy garoppolo has literally taken a team to the super bowl why wouldn't you give him a one-year contract until you can figure out how the season goes until you can figure out what happens with deshaun uh and, and get a guy in there who Hey, he's 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 played in a play action style offense before. Kevin Stefanski is very big on play action. You've got one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. You've got the best running back tandem in the NFL. I think Jimmy G, not just from a logistical standpoint, but that could actually be a good fit for his playing style as a quarterback. If I'm uh, Andrew Barry and, and the GM of the, the Browns, I'm making that deal in a heartbeat. Yeah, I agree. Now, um, Ice Cold asked this. He says, Browns have no capital to trade with, though. I think where the 49ers are now, 
you don't need a lot. Like, no. I don't know, take a fifth round pick and right. uh, D Johnson or something. Their third running. I don't know. I'm just off the top of my head. Like I want that salary cap. I want uh, Jimmy to go to a place where he could play. He deserves it. Uh, like, I, I mean, I think that's best for everybody involved. Yeah. Now, I, what I don't like doing is throwing the Browns a rope and like I want them to burn for what yeah, they've done. That, that's a whole different thing. From a personal standpoint, I'm with you there. I'm like giving this guy of all guys the highest guaranteed contract. His entire contract is is, is guaranteed. 130 million. And then adjusting his salary to only a million a year. So if he does get suspended without pay, it doesn't hurt him that much. Like that's that's effed up. You know, I you don't know, know if heard... this is not safe for work podcast. I want to say yes. something worse, but that's yeah. effed up. Yeah. Now, and I'll say this, you know, I've heard through the grapevine, a lot of owners and GMs are pissed at the Browns for doing oh, what yeah. they did yep. because that changes the whole slate of future contracts going forward. Mm-hmm. Look at Cooper Cup. He got $75 million guaranteed. This dude got one thirty. This clown got $130 million guaranteed. So I'm, I don't think there's going to be an NFL team looking to bail out the Browns to unload Baker. I don't think there's going to be a team out there willing to help, you know, if this Deshaun Watson stuff hits the fan, which I fully expect it will. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's kind of – you made your bed. You got to lay in it now, and I hope they get everything coming their way. Yep. Um, anyway. Now, wonderful said. I appreciate that conversation, Brian. Sure. Um, now let's transition. 49ers play every single team in the division of the AFC West. Every team in the NFC West. is it's, They're playing each other. So what team do you want to start with? Let's talk about the teams a little bit, how the 49ers stack up their roster if they got better. And I know you want to jump into their schedules a little bit as well. Yeah, so I like to start uh, from the top down. So let's start with the division winner, so which is the Chiefs. Um, unless you want to start from the bottom and go up. No, no, we're no, good. Let's we're, do it. Let's, let's jump into it. KC. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, the only real big loss from a personnel standpoint in this entire division was Tyreek Hill. That's a huge loss. We can't understate that. But they have all the other major players. Andy Reid is still there. Uh, you've still got Patrick Mahomes, who is, you know, from a talent standpoint, I still believe number one in the NFL as far as quarterbacks go uh, at this age and this stage in his career. you still got Travis Kelsey. Yes, he's he's getting up there in age, but he proved, especially during the playoffs, he's, he's still that guy. Uh, you ha- actually have, after their improvements last year, after the debacle against the Bucs in the Super Bowl, you actually have one of the better offensive lines uh, yeah. in the NFL. Oh, they revamped everything. Yeah, um, and it worked, and it really yeah. worked. They actually had, I think it was the number two or number three run-blocking offensive line in the NFL last year, which is makes the whole CEH question another uh, interesting one. But, <laughs> but that's, a, that's a whole other point. They brought in Ronald Jones. This is a, this is a team that's going to put up points. And at the end, today's NFL, that matters more than anything. Um, so they do have the number one toughest schedule. So I'm using the same. Looking uh, for, at this thing right yeah. now, it is. That's scary, bro. It's brutal. That's scary. So I was taking a look at these all of these schedules, you know, when I knew we were doing the AFC West today, and they're all brutal like this is the nfc west is the same one you play when the top two divisions play each other it's going to end up that way but especially when you're the chiefs and you're a division winner and the same thing we talked about the rams who were number two when mm-hmm. we did the nfc west breakdown a couple weeks ago you're not only getting getting the teams you play in the other divisions that you're matched up you're getting all the other number one teams all the other division winners from last year and it just makes the schedule especially brutal uh so it's important to look at this john and i were talking briefly before we started recording and yeah we want to know the quality of the team and the roster but you can have the best roster out there. If you've got a gauntlet of a schedule, that can knock you down a few wins, and that can be the difference between getting a bye, which can yep. be the difference between 
you know, having your players stay healthy long enough to make a run at a Super Bowl schedule is essential when evaluating Super Bowl uh, opportunities and, and, and odds. Uh, so let's take a look at a few things. First of all, um, Dude, this stretch, yeah. this stretch. Listen to this. You've got Bucks, Raiders, Bills, 49ers. Mm-hmm. And, and even before then, the Colts are no joke. And nope. the Chargers, I mean, yeah. good gosh. Cardinals, cool. you know, we can say they've, they've gone down, but they were still a playoff team a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Titans were the number one team in the AFC last year. That's just the first half of the schedule. There's not a single cupcake in there. <laughs> right? I, I mean, that's, it, there's I, no I, gimme. I think I speak for a lot of people listening to this show right now. I hate the damn Chiefs, man. I hate them. I hate them, and I want bad things to happen. <laughs> I like – see, here's here's my – my, and I've got plenty of teams that I haven't liked over the years. As a Dolphins fan, I've hated Bill Belichick for two two decades plus. Um, but I like Patrick Mahomes, and I like Andy Reid. So it's like it's, it's, I, can't, I can't hate those guys. Like Tom Brady, too. when he was a was Patriot, was easy to hate. Um, Mahomes, he's too goofy to hate. Uh, but, yeah, let's, let's dive into the schedule a little bit more. You mentioned that stretch. That's not even my toughest stretch. So I was really looking at these schedules, trying to pick out the toughest three-game stretches. And if you look at week 11 to 14, so this yeah. is this is playoff seeding time, at Chargers versus the Super Bowl champion Rams, at the Super Bowl losing Bengals, and then you have to, uh, after all of that, go to a division game and go to face Russell Wilson at Mile High Stadium in week 17. This is just, I mean, that is murderer's row. And it, it helps that they're one of the most talented teams in the NFL, but they're not going to win all these. There's just the football is going to bounce certain ways. They're going to lose some of these. Uh, and I don't know if you want to go ahead and segue into my record prediction. Yeah, let's go. Tell us what you got, man. So, I mean, it's still the Chiefs. They lost Tyreek Hill, but they've they've still got one of the best offenses in the NFL. So I still have them finishing 12-5. and five. Oh, okay. But I do not have them winning the division. 12-5 and five is pretty impressive. It is, and it was it was one of those things that it could end up biting me. I have a lot of faith in the Chiefs. Uh, I just, when you have somebody of Patrick Mahomes' talent, the quarterback position is everything. I hope for you 49ers fans that Trey Lance has that talent because you will see the difference that Jimmy G, who is a very good quarterback versus an elite quarterback, how high that can raise a roster that's already good. So I'm a believer in Mahomes, and I'm a believer in Kelsey, and I'm a believer in Andy Reid. Those three alone will get you 10 wins. Just right. with the quality of ta- the coaching and the quality of talent that they have, they're so that I, good. Even last year when they started off like I think it was two and two or two right. and three, it's two and three. Like, yeah, they had yeah. a losing record. And, they and a lot of those out. were like the belt, the weird interceptions where the ball would bounce, and then and then they kind of got in their own head. But then they they made a run and almost made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I try to go game by game. You, they do have a little bit of a, a couple in the second half of the season. They got the Texans, they got the Jags, they got the Seahawks. I mean, those are three just easy wins right there. Uh, I do think they'll beat the Cardinals in Week One, uh, even though that is a road game. They'll split some of their division games, even against the tougher teams like the Broncos and the Chargers. Uh, you know, they could easily be. A, Tom Brady has to get worse at some point, you know, so they could beat right. the Bucks. Bills, I mean, those are tough. At 49ers is probably a loss. So that's probably one of their five. So I, I really just broke it down. And I, I think worst case, you, your floor for this Chiefs team is still a 10-win season. But, um, you know, spoiler alert, like I said, I don't have them at number one in the AFC West. Okay, so if that's the case, I don't know your answer here. Who do you have at number one? So let's get to that. I'm gonna, I am I want to go in order. Oh, okay, uh, all of, right. Of how they uh, finished last year. So the, the, the second place team from the AFC West in 2021 was the Raiders because they ended up beating the Chargers in overtime. The Chargers could, uh, if they tied, then they both would have been in, but the Raiders made it in 
And they have the, as a result, they got the second place schedule and they're playing the NFC West. So they actually have the third toughest. We mentioned the Rams two weeks ago, the Chiefs just now. The Raiders, who are much improved from a talent standpoint, especially on the offensive side of the ball, have the third toughest uh, schedule in the entire NFL if you go by Vegas predicted wins, which is how I like to do this. So right. let's take a, let's, let's dive into the schedule. It's Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, same thing. It, I think every one of these guys, I mean, just the fact, okay, if you're in the AFC West, you've got six difficult games because there's no cupcakes there. You got to play the right. Chiefs twice. You got to play the Chargers twice. You got to play Denver twice or the Raiders twice. And then you've got another four tough games. So that's 10 tough games. Period. Maybe Seattle. I know you guys like when we crap yeah. on Seattle. We'll give Seattle yeah. as a, not a tough game, but that still leaves <laughs> you with nine. That's six division AFC West games and Rams, 49ers, and Cardinals in the NFC West. Wow, just that stretch alone. But as a second place team, you know, you've, you've got to play the Colts. Uh, you know, you've got to play um, the Patriots, which and that early buy, man. You know, again, I, yeah. I hate making everything 49ers centric, but you look at that early buy week six, they play the 49ers week 17. That's 11 straight weeks. I mm. love that, man. Just from the 49ers standpoint alone. Sorry, I know I got to do that. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'll stop. No, hey, I'll no, no, I'll you're in. a 49ers podcaster. I would expect <laughs> nothing less, John. It's my job to talk about the whole NFL. It's your job to bring it back to San Francisco. I don't blame you. Uh, but yeah, let, let's dive into that a little bit because that is actually my three toughest non-division matchups. Obviously, I've got week 14 at the Rams. The Rams are going to be on everybody's toughest matchup. They won the Super Bowl. Uh, week 15 at the Patriots because you've got an ex-Patriots assistant coach going back to Bill Belichick. Josh McDaniels did not have a successful first run with Denver, uh, and this will be his first time as head coach since then, running a Raiders team fun. going up against Bill Belichick and that defense, even though That's I'm not Sunday high on the Patriots. Correct. Uh, and then week 17 against the Niners. You've got late-season play playoff implications for both teams. Uh, this is a team that is going to face the Chiefs the week after that. You know, So you've got the, the team that's going to be beating you up in your division and that 49er, I just think that 49ers team is going to be a grind at that Oof. point in the season. 
And uh, that's definitely one of the games that I picked as a, as a loss for the Raiders. And there's quite a few. And the, yeah. once again, this is not an indictment on their roster. I think they're, this is a team that made the playoffs and is a much better roster on both sides of the ball. I like Josh McDaniels as a coach, um, you know, better than Gruden and then uh, Bisaccia. Uh, but it's it's still that's such a tough schedule. They still have some holes on the defensive side of the ball. I like what they've done on pass rush with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby coming back. Obviously, Devontae Adams is a huge get. This team is going to score some points. That old line though that that's the yes. the biggest weakness of any team in the AFC West, like mm-hmm. positional group wise. That offensive line for the Raiders is just bad. It's not even yeah. good. Like it's bottom five NFL bad. But it has been bad, and they've been able to put up points. So like. Yeah, and their secondary, know. I'm not crazy about their secondary. They did trade for Rock Yassin. Um, Trayvon Man. Mullen showed a little bit of promise. And, and Yassin's like a decent starter, but he's not a game changer. Uh, Jonathan Abrams was supposed to be their their big safety, and he just had, yeah, they drafted him in the first round a couple years ago. He hasn't really turned into what they wanted. They've got the pass rush. They are going to really, really need Chandler Jones and Max Crosby to yeah. light it up in order for this defense to be successful. Uh, and you're going up against a gauntlet of offenses in the AFC West. Right. I, I'm curious, uh, people in the chat watching the show, it, it, this has no impact whatsoever on the 49ers. That Week 15 game, when the Raiders play the Patriots, who do you want to win? I want you to type in Raiders or Patriots. I'm just curious because I hate both of these teams. Yeah. I hate the Raiders a lot. Not a lot. predictions, guys. Who do you want to win? Who do you who will you your want to win? Yes, who uh, you'll be cheering you wanna, for in that game. Throw, throw that up in there. I'm curious to see how people um, are... are, are kind of you know thinking this and you know real quick uh david asks is john is Vic fangio still hanging around the team i hope so you know he was there early on but um you know for rookie minicamp he was there i haven't heard anything since then it would be a nice situation if Vic fangio does come if D'Amico ryan's gets that uh head coaching job which i expect him to get that um so yeah, I love this. I'm seeing uh Shot J says the Raiders, we've got Patriots. I just felt like can't stand back Jones. I'm with you there, Anthony. Like this is one of those things that I just man, I'm stuck. Oh, this is I, like 50-50. Like yeah, with, uh, yeah. Nah. I think Yeah, nah. I, I I was curious, you know, because the Raiders obviously were from the Bay Area. Now they're over in Vegas. So I don't know if that means you guys like them a little bit more or if it's like no, they're always, you know, if you're not a Niner, you're you're a Raider and we hate you. Uh, but yeah, it looks like the crowd, like you and I, I the same. I, I can't cheer for the Patriots under any circumstance. Uh, just so let me throw that out there. And I like this scrappy Raiders team. So I'm going to be cheering for the Raiders for fun. Um, and I have some fantasy players like Hunter, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller on my dynasty team. So that's gotcha. my reason for there playing it is. for the Raiders. There it is. If Nick yep. Mullins is playing, I'll be rooting for Nick Mullins always, man. Yeah, always. there you go. All right, I love it. So, anything else on the Raiders, Brian? Uh, no, I mean, you uh, interesting trap game week 16 at the Steelers. We mentioned when you have these these gauntlet of a schedule and you have a team Christmas with, Eve with Pittsburgh that I don't yeah, correct? Uh, December 24th, that's a the evening game. Um, I don't think their Steelers are going to be particularly good, but it's still Mike Tomlin. They've still got enough talent to be a bit of a surprise. He's going to be the Raiders are going to be coming off that Patriots game and then going to play or staying at home to play the 49ers followed by the Chiefs. So I just feel like that's a game that could just really knock them out. So let's say an emotionally draining game against the Patriots, followed by a trap game against the Steelers, followed by an extremely tough late season game against the Niners, and you finish with the Chiefs. So I'm going to segue that into my record prediction. And and I tried to find more wins for this team, uh, and I do think they're I do think they're gonna they're gonna compete for a playoff team just because of 
the talent that they have, but I have them finishing at nine and eight, and I do have them finishing on the other side of that seventh playoff season. How great would it be to usher in the new year? Because January 1st, New Year's Day, we're going to be in Vegas with 49ers Rush Road Trip. Uh, get your tickets, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Um, also want to throw this out there. Um, in contact with several former players trying to get them out to some of these events that we're doing this year. So uh, just throwing that out there. But, man, how sweet would it be for the 49ers to deal the final blow and knock the freaking Raiders out of playoff contention? Whew. Uh, I think that could be the week. That could be the week where it happens. They're coming off, let's say, two losses in a row to the Patriots and the Steelers. Maybe they were riding high at 9-6 and or, you know, 9-4 and or something like that. And I think the 49ers just puts the nail on the coffin, knocks them out of playoff elimination, and then uh, it makes the victory sweeter for, for you guys in San Francisco. It's just it's gonna help me sleep tonight. I'm gonna go to sleep tonight, <laughs> several months before, six months before, with a smile, just thinking about that situation. You know, my job, I think, on this podcast is just to make you sleep better. I trash the hey, Seahawks <laughs> in the I think you're learning, and Brian. in the power rankings and I tra- you know, trashing the Raiders <laughs> here. So that that's why you keep bringing me on, John. You know I what? did I'm, get some I'm emails okay. about your 49ers prediction, though. I will throw that. <laughs> yes. I, I will yeah. but I, I went to bat for you. Uh yes. I'm hey, not a dumb commander. Don't pander. Correct. I, I'm here to to give the non-biased take, honest take. I still have the Niners in the playoffs, and that's not because I'm talking to all of you wonderful 49ers fans. All right. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, who do you got next? I know we're going off last year's standard. Going off last Chargers. year, so correct. That is the Los Angeles Chargers, who have the 13th toughest schedule in the NFL. And that 13th toughest, that's actually a benefit to the Chargers, who I feel, if any of you guys were listening to our Power Ranking show last week, they're my ride or die team. They're the, th- the team that I'm really high on. I've seen some of you guys mention in the chats that you're also high on the Chargers. So getting the 13th toughest schedule, getting to face the third place teams is going to be a big advantage uh, there. So let's dive into the schedule a little bit. You have that Raiders team to start off the season at KC, but then you have the Jaguars. Followed oh, I by got the, the wrong Texans. schedule up here. Oops, let me take that down. That's my bad. I messed up. Let me fix that. You you go ahead, sir. My bad. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so we got you start off against the Raiders. You have uh, at KC on a Thursday night game, but then you have a home game against the Jaguars, the Texans on the road at Cleveland in a game that I think we can all agree, even if he's not suspended for the year, Deshaun Watson will not be playing that game. So right off the bat, even if, let's say you split Raiders and Chiefs, you win those three, now you're looking at 4-1 and one to start the season. That just gives you all the momentum, the way the schedule lays out. you got a tough game against the Broncos on Monday Night Football. It is at home. And then you play the Seahawks. And then the Falcons. Like, this early schedule just really sets up well for... Ah, there you go. Really sets up well for a Chargers team that's already one of the most talented in the NFL. Not only did they improve on the offensive side of the ball, they brought back Mike Williams. Uh, they drafted a nice running back in Isaiah Spiller. I know, uh, John, I think you mentioned like you're an A&M guy there. Um, yeah. Oh, I also, hate A&M. I hate, oh, hate a I'm a Longhorn, but I oh, love you're Isaiah guy. Spiller. You're a two guy. That I was mean, one and, of my favorite picks in the draft. I hate and, A&M. And Spiller especially, he's not coming in to be the guy. You still have Austin Eckler there. Obviously, you got Keenan Allen. You have a very good offensive line with some of the additions they've made, including Zion Johnson out of this draft. Uh, Hey, Brian, can I interrupt real quick? This is a question I keep getting, and I want to pump everything that you're doing because I think you're just a good dude. Thanks. Here we go. David asks this. Does Brian have a channel I can follow? So I do not have a channel at the moment. I used to run my own NFL podcast. All my energy now goes into legit football. So if you want to follow, Mm. guys, go over to Twitter at underscore legit football. Sign up for our free NFL newsletter. Free. 100% 100% free. We don't charge for any of this stuff. We want you guys to have the info. Five, we, we actually have a lot of 49ers stuff in there just because there's been a lot of stuff in the news. Um, so you just go over there. You can actually, 
If you look for our podcast, we have a daily podcast. I don't run the podcast. I will be running a different podcast. We're working on kind of the logistics of a really cool podcast idea. Um, and then we have an app. If you just go to the app store and or the uh, Google Play and just look up Legit Football, we have an app that gives you all the NFL news to the day. So yeah, just follow me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter every day. That's probably the best way to reach me. Subscribe to our newsletter and, and join the Legit Football family. You know, it's Thank turned you. into, you know, Brian came out and helped us with our draft production, which was incredible, by the way. Um, this has turned into one of my very first things I do in my morning routine. Whenever I I, I wake up, I work out, the first thing I do. Um, and then once I sit down and go through my emails and stuff, you know, just check on the entire NFL. Love what they do. Uh, it's just incredible. It's free. It's easy. It's just a quick, nice snapshot of all things NFL. Five-minute read or less. You just get on with your yeah. day. That's what we like to do. John, I appreciate uh, that you read it. That makes me happy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, let, let's dive. And thanks, you guys. Thanks for asking. I really appreciate that, David. And um, like I said, just you can email me at brian at legitfootball.com if you ever want to reach out to me. If you don't want – I think, David, you said you're not a Twitter guy – just shoot me an email. You know, I'll talk football anytime. And I'm going to be on John's show, uh, you know, as long as he'll have me every Thursday. So you can keep finding me here. I love this. Everybody's, I've got so many positive things just because a lot of the people that watch my channel and, you know, they're Niners people. That's what we are. So this is good to get a little bit more frame of reference just once a week. Uh, we're still going to be a Niners channel completely. But uh, uh, question, what's my email? 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com if you want to reach out to us. 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com if you want to reach us. All right, Bride. So let's jump back into the Chargers. Yeah, so let's take a look at the second half of the schedule. Obviously, it does get a little bit tougher here. You've got at San Francisco, uh, Sunday night game in week 10, followed by the Chiefs at Cardinals, at Raiders, home against the Dolphins and Titans, at Colts, L.A., and then the Rams, and then the Broncos. So the second half does get tougher, but because they have such a good start, because they have that third-place schedule, uh, and because they have a stacked team, let's go over some of the additions. I mean, they got Khalil Mack. Uh, you got Sebastian Joseph Day, who's going to shore up the middle, and that was one of their biggest weaknesses yeah. last year. Uh, you brought on J.C. Jackson, one of the top defensive backs, uh, to add on to a team that already had Derwin James, that drafted Asante Samuel Jr. last year. Uh, it, it's just they're, they're stacked JC across Jackson, the board. Uh, J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel Jr. is such a cool yes. tandem, man. And Derwin James. I mean, this is a guy who, when he's healthy, is one of the biggest playmakers on the defensive side of the ball in the NFL. From a pass rushing standpoint, from a turnover standpoint, Derwin James is the real deal he has been since he came into the league. Uh, and, and then adding uh, Khalil Mack on the other side from Joey Bose. This, is a, this team is stacked across yes. the board. They don't really have any obvious weaknesses. Small upgraded tight end, bringing on Gerald Effort over, uh, you know, what, 36-year-old Gerald, uh, Jared Cook. Uh, Correct. <laughs> across the board. And you, you know what? None of that matters. They've got Justin Herbert. You've got an MVP caliber quarterback. There's not a lot of weaknesses. I believe in Brandon Staley. And their schedule sets I up nicely. Well. That, that is why I have the Los Angeles Chargers winning the AFC West. Uh, and, and possibly competing for the number one seed in the AFC this year. It would make me happy. I like the Chargers, man. I'm not going to lie. And I hate, you know, if I'm looking at this 49ers schedule, this is the first one that we've gone through today where I was like, oh, I hate this because they've got the Seahawks. They suck. A bye week. The Falcons suck more than anybody than us. Mm -hmm. So I hate um, the way that is. And we're – I, I just don't like it. I don't like it at all. The only good thing I could say is at least it's a home game for the 49ers. But but this is not an East Coast team traveling. They're already mm, in L.A. They, they don't have to go There's a lot far. I don't like about yeah. this. It, is, it does not set up well for the Niners. I think when I went through the schedule, so I have them finishing 13-4. and four. I did predict the Niners to win that game because it is at 
at Levi Stadium and it's a Sunday night game. I just feel like they'll be pumped up for that. It uh, reminds me of the 49ers Bengals game last year where you get this, you know, these powerhouse teams that are kind of young up and coming that play everybody close. Like, and remember the 49ers played at the Bengals and went into overtime and they barely won. Like right. that's what this is going to be one of those games. So this is one of those kind of toss up games. That's just going to be a heavyweight freaking knockout, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's going it, to, it's going to be big momentum for whoever wins that. I, that's, that's, that's a key game for me, um, this year, even though it's not a divisional game for the 49ers or conference game, but man, that is a key game to realize we're it's in the middle of the season. Stick. Yeah. Who's for real. Who's not correct. Yeah. It's a good measuring stick. It'll be a great, as you as 49ers fans, you'll be able to determine because I think this Charger team has a Super Bowl caliber roster. So if you can compete with them, beat them, or at least play them tough, you have a Super Bowl caliber roster too. So keep that game in mind. Week 10, Sunday night. I can't wait. I'm already excited for that particular game. Uh, yeah, I mentioned 13-4, division winner, high on this Chargers team. And I want to quickly mention uh, Coach Cruz said he could see all four AFC West teams in the playoffs. I could too. It was tough not to include all of them. Uh, the Raiders, I just think their, their schedule sets up in a way in their defensive problems and their offensive line, as John mentioned. They're the team that I have on the outside looking in, but I could easily see all four getting in. So let's go ahead and jump into the last team, and that is a team that I was saying on my podcast last year is a quarterback away from being one of the top teams in the AFC. And, John, what did they do? Yeah. They added well, a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. Oh, oh, he's a Seahawk, or was, so maybe you, you feel differently. It, it's, it's unreal. You know, I thought, again, another team with an incredible roster. Um, mm-hmm. Just incredible. And, you know, several players that I'm just – big, big fans of, and I actually like their coaching staff too. Mm-hmm. And then they go on top of that. And, you know, I'm not a Russell Wilson guy. I can't stand him. Captain cringe, but he's a damn good football player. Right. Yeah. That's how I felt about Brady when he was with the Patriots. Like, you know, what is the, uh, the anchorman line? Like, you know, I can't stand you, but man, do I respect you? Like that's Russell Wilson from a personal, as a non, I don't really care personally, but he's a, he's a weird dude. But he's a very yeah. good quarterback. And when you get him with these skill positions, right? So you got Cortland Sutton, who has had problems staying healthy. But I think, you know, he's a legit top 15 wide receiver because of his ability. He's, he does it all. He can do contested catch. He's a great route runner, got great hands. Uh, you've got Jerry Judy, who, you know, has the talent to be one of the best route runners in the NFL. Uh, you've got Albert O, which I know they lost Noah Fant to Seattle. But Albert O is a very talented, not even going to attempt his last name, very talented tight end. <laughs> You've got one of the best uh, running back tandems, bringing back Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, uh, absolutely stud as a rookie. Uh, and then you have a, a middle-of-the-road offensive line, but certainly better than, than what the Raiders are, are, are putting out there. Right. Uh, and it's just, yeah, you've got Randy Gregory added to that pass rush with Bradley Chubb. Patrick Sertain is already one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL. He's only been in the league one year. Justin Simmons, one of the top safeties in the NFL. You've got talent, just like we were talking about with the Chargers at every level. My biggest question mark here is the coaching staff simply because they're new. Josh McDaniels has at least run an NFL team before, and he's been under Belichick for what seems like forever. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, yeah, he's had a lot of time to spend with Rodgers and, and that offensive Green Bay, but he's never run a team before, so that could be kind of my—and they, they, they still play a tough schedule, but not right. as tough as some of these other teams. So they have the 16th toughest schedule in the NFL, according to the predicted win total. They got two easy games before the 49ers. You know, they got Seahawks, Texans, then us. Uh, Again, so, like, I felt very favorable about the Chiefs and about the Raiders. 
Not so much. And, you know, shout out to Phil. He was talking about how aren't we coming off of a bye before the Chargers? That is correct. Um, still don't mm-hmm. like what I, I want the Chargers coming off a rough situation. But, yeah, we are coming off that, a bye, which helps. That makes me want to watch that game even more. You've got the uh, Chargers coming off, like, a, a, kind of an easy game and a bye before that. And the 49ers coming off an actual bye. Like, that is going to be a juggernaut of a match. Yeah. That's probably going to make, you know, we talk about games I'm most excited about. And we maybe we'll do a segment. Like, that's. Purely not because we're on a 49ers podcast, but that's a game that I certainly have circled. Um, but they, they, yeah, let's look at a little, dig a little bit more into these matchups. So momentum is a big thing in the NFL as far as confidence and starting off at Seattle, Russell Wilson going right back to Seattle to start off. And that this team doesn't have the talent to, to compete with the Broncos. I love the NFL do, for doing that. I oh, love yeah. what they did. hundred percent. What, what? And they're no going to wipe the floor with them. I, yes, I want like the 40 to six game. Yes, I want I, it to be embarrassing. hundred percent. I don't think it's going to be close. You don't even have Bobby Wagner running that defense. It's, it's, I don't think it's going to be competitive. And then you go against the Texans team right after that. So even if they do lose that game uh, to Seattle, uh, to San Francisco, you're starting two and one. You have the Jets and the Jaguars to round out the rest of the first half of the season. You're playing the fourth place schedule with a very talented team. Um, so there's just a lot of, you got the Panthers in the second half of the season, Cardinals, you know, you and I are not as high on them this year. So there's, a, there's easier games than there are for the Raiders and the Chiefs. This is one of the teams that I think is going to jump out to a very hot start. I mean, the first hat, they've got so many cupcake games, Jets, Jags, Texans, Seahawks. But then down the stretch late, Chargers, Rams, Chiefs twice, uh, Cardinals, they'll be bad by then, Raven. Like, I could see this team being like a 6-2 and two team early and right. then kind of just going like 3-4 and four late or whatever. So, man, that's so- interesting to me. Yeah, we talked about toughest stretches, and one notable thing about the Broncos schedule is they have the longest toughest stretch. I was only trying to find for each team, what are the three hardest games in a row? I couldn't narrow it down to three. I've got week 13 (laughs) through week 18 at Ravens versus Chiefs versus Cardinals at Rams at Chiefs versus Chargers. Are you kidding me? This is a team that is lucky that their schedule is going to set up to where they're going to win a lot of games early, but I'm I'm very much aligned with you, John, that I think they'll – they're going to have problems down the stretch. Uh, I think they're good enough to finish 10-7, and seven, and that is my prediction. I think they're a team that a lot of people are going to be talking about early, but they're going to stumble down the road simply because of the gauntlet that they have to go through to end the season. Oh, dude, I love it. Oh, man, we've got a celebrity in the house, Jason Batch. Really, really good friend. Uh, If you went to Chicago with us last year, one, this is just an incredible individual. Uh, He lives in the Denver area. Uh, He photographed the whole event for us, which was incredible. So, yeah, uh, he says, looking for tickets as we speak. Looking forward to seeing you in Denver, John. You bet your rear end, Jason. Excited to hang out and uh, hang out again, man. That was incredible last time. So pumped about that. And, man, you know, we've got – This is fun, man. You know, everything that we're trying to do with the 49ers Rush show, podcast, whatever, is just build a better fan experience. And the fact that we're diving into AFC West schedules and power rankings, we want you to be informed and know what's going on. And Brian, I think you have done a hell of a job, man, and really do appreciate what you brought to our program. So just want to say thank you to that. We're going to be seeing this guy a lot. Uh, Real quick, Brian, before you jump out of here, plug uh, Legit Football one more time for me if you don't mind. Yeah, once again, there's lots of different ways for you guys to to – Consume the content, and none of it will cost you a thing. So you can sign up for the newsletter, legitfootball.com. Hit join, enter your email address. Look for our podcast. It's a daily podcast that's just a recap of the newsletter. If you just want to listen to the news in 10 minutes or less, you can do that. Uh, And download our app. 
Just look for Legit Football and the, the iPhone or, or Android. Uh, and then follow us on Twitter, at underscore Legit Football. Email me, brian at legitfootball.com. I will talk football all day, every day. John, thank you. <laughs> to me, this is fun. This is just fun. Yeah. I love it, man. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us today. And, man, we got a lot more content coming your way. I think we have five videos come out today. I'm trying to get six out tomorrow, so stay tuned. If you haven't checked out our YouTube channel yet, please head over there. It's probably the best way to support the show uh, if you're not with us on Patreon, but that's over there. But anyway, that's going to do it for us today. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.